Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of the Dog Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Wright, a.k.a. Big C Dog. With my co-host, A Free. We in the building, a.k.a. Sugar Free. We got two very important guests with us today. We have, we have only interviewed two, only Hoya, only the Hoya family, two of our brothers from the other side. You know what I'm saying? Two of our brothers from, from the side that we try to ignore. But... We, we are blessed to have him today. We got a first team parade All-American, McDonald's All-American, Big East All-Freshman team, second team All-Big East. You know what I'm saying? Syracuse proud. He, he, he represents Syracuse even though he was there for a year. Syracuse proud. My man from Baltimore, Dante Green. What's happening, Yes, brother? sir. Yes, sir. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's up, brother? And not to mention, not last but not least, one of the DMV zones. <laughs> Should have came to the town for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to branch out and go somewhere different. Big dog, known for ripping the rim off, money, and he even got his own style now. He, he in a whole different lane. You know, we just trying to catch up to him. Not other than my man, Renze on the AKA AO Studios. What's happening? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on with y'all, man? Thank y'all for coming on to the show. Um, it's an honor to have y'all on here, and we just, you know, we want to kick it, talk about some good, you know, some old stories, some good times that we had, and that's it, man. You know, talk about this rivalry a little bit. Appreciate y'all for having us. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Um, we start like this all the time, uh, you know, uh, with most of our guys. Uh, but we're just going to ask y'all, uh, why did y'all pick Syracuse? And whoever wants to go first. So I picked Syracuse, one, because of uh, Troy Weaver. And you know that DC Assault, Troy Weaver was a – I mean, he was a starter for the program. So um, that was one of the biggest reasons I went up there. When I first got started getting recruited, he was there. And he left when I was about to go, and he went to OKC. But he told me still going, they was going to take care of me. So I still went. I mean, my recruiting visit was nice. They brought me up there. Of course, when it was hot before you – before the snow kicks in and all that. But other than that, um, I just love the, you know, the history of the program and I just wanted to be a part of it. So that's why I went. Yeah, well, you for know, me it was... I mean, Ayo, go ahead, Tay. Go ahead, Tay. All right. Um, nah, for me it was uh it was Rob Murphy, man, and, and his recruitment recruitment. Uh we clicked early. Um, you know, kind of like similar backgrounds. We both lost our moms at an early age and, um, you know, and, and we had younger brothers that we had to kind of help raise. So that's where we, uh, you know, hit it off at. And then, you know, as far as the schools was concerned, I mean, it was only four returning players. I had Georgetown was high on my list. Um, I really did want to go to Georgetown, but as far as me and, and where I wanted to go out with my career, um, being able to step on campus and, and, and have a big role in a program was, was big for me. So, uh, um, you know, Syracuse only had, like I said, only had four returning players. Um, really, none at my position. So, uh, you know, it was it was a it was a no brainer for me. So, and I know Dante, you just said that Georgetown was, you know, one high up for you. Uh, Ayo, why 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 didn't you guys choose Georgetown? What was it that this you know that and the final decision? I choose to go to Cuse, which is it's a great school and it turned out great for both of y'all. But why not stay home? Why not mess with Maryland? Why not mess with Georgetown? Why not mess? You know what I'm saying? 
Why not stay at the crib? Uh, I think me personally, I just wanted to get away from home. You know, growing up, born and raised in, in Maryland, D.C. area, been in my home life. I just wanted to see something different. And um, I knew, like, it would be a little hectic, you know, as far as, like, games. People always calling you. People got access to you. Tickets, you know, it's going to be a lot of demand once I get to that level. So I just kind of wanted to get away to see something different. Right. What about you, Dave? For, for me, it was, uh, you know, I, I would have I would have liked to go to Maryland. Um, but at the time when I was coming out, you know, Gary Williams told me to my face that he he wasn't really recruiting me hard. You know, the assistants were high on me, but he wasn't. As a as a, as a head coach, he wasn't high on me, so you know Merlin was out was was uh was 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 out of the game early. Um, Georgetown, I mean, you, you guys y'all stuck around for a long time. I just I didn't know what was going on. I wanted to commit early, and it was a lot of forwards there. Y'all had a whole like I still had Jeff at the time. Um, y'all had Pat who was transferring in. Um, who else was there? Oh yeah, Dewan went. He committed a year before I was, uh, or his senior year, which was my right. junior year. But yeah, I mean, it was just a lot. Of, it was a lot going on, and um, you know, it was just a lot of uncertainty. Who who might go to the draft early? Somebody might stay. You know, just didn't know. So I know Cuse was a, a for sure a, a, a solid decision, even over a couple of level schools. It was it was definitely the best decision for me. Yeah, no, nah, I would say for you because they let you go from this. <laughs> <laughs> from, the time, from, the time, from the time Tay stepped on campus, he was shooting the ball. God damn. I mean, we played them his freshman year, boy. Our freshman year. Tay, you might have shot in the dome. I swear, you might have shot 16 threes. I did. I shot 16. I want to say I went like <laughs> five for 16, maybe six for 16, something like yeah. that. Something crazy. On the same play, bro. High pick and roll, something with like a, with like a little. Man, hell. Man, hell all day. If y'all switched it. I had Big Hibbert. If not, um, dump it down in, in the in the AO. That was our go-to play right there. Right. AO for you. What did he say? I said I can only imagine shooting 16 threes in college. Oh, oh it was, it was like, but in the moment though, like when you was when when it happened, it I didn't know until after the game. Like it didn't feel like I shot. I'm like, I didn't shoot sixteen threes. And you go back and check the the, uh, the stats. It's like, yo, you shot sixteen threes. Like, sheesh. You was pulling temp. Like, and I was out that game. I was out that game. I was saying, mm-hmm. yeah. Take not playing. We should have went there. Ayo, <laughs> <Nah. laughs> <laughs> but for me, with you, Ayo, to be real with you, I saw like the, the improvement that you had at Syracuse was so dramatic, you know what I'm saying? When, 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 from the time that you stepped away from Syracuse to the time that you left Syracuse. Like, what is it that, I mean, I, you know, Syracuse is kind of like offensively, they let y'all guys play, they kind of let y'all do what y'all do offensively, and then you got this zone. But offensively, you came a beast over your time at Syracuse. What, how did that progress? What was that about? Uh, I just think it's the work I put in. Um, you got to understand, like, you know, we play DC Assault and all that, right? So you think about a DC Assault team, right? You got about four or five guys that you knew was NBA guys. You talking about a Jeff Green. You talking about a Mike Beasley. You talking about a Nolan. You, you talk about these guys, you know, like, okay, these guys going to be NBA guys. A Dante right. kind of type of guy. But I always knew that I wanted to make the NBA, and I always knew that I could. But I always knew that I wasn't as good as these guys that you know. You know, because they were front runners early. You know what I'm saying? Early, we knew what they were. You know, McDonald's, All-Americans. You got to think about it. When I played with Tanum, 
I was the only guy on the floor that started that wasn't an All-American. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm starting with four All-Americans, you know? So, like, yeah. these guys, these guys been those guys. So I always had that in the back of my mind. That I got to work. I got to work. I got to work because I was never as good as these guys. So I think just over time working and then being around these guys that, you know, these guys got a lot of confidence. Like, you know, they was Mickey D. So they kind of came in knowing like, knowing like, okay, I can get off. I can, I can get these amount of points. I can do this. So kind of playing with those guys, the extra chip on their shoulder and it kind of rubbed off on me. So just the work and, you know, being around these guys that, you know, a high-level, high-level guys, it just allowed me to kind of blossom in the player I came. Right, yeah. Not, Not even the time from when he stepped on campus, but even even now, just to, just to you know, give you your flowers now, bro. He, big fella out there shooting threes now. He out there handling Hold the rock. Like, like work. You better put a hand up, man. Yeah, AO, AO work, <laughs> work, ethic, work ethic is is second to none, man. I always, always admire Joe for that. You know, he just be be grinding, man. You know, evolving with the game. And it's crazy. Left hand, mean left hand hook, though. Jump hook. Left. Mean. <laughs> mean. Over the right shoulder. His right hand getting better, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just letting y'all know. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Tay, so let me ask you this, bro. I went, I've been curious because you know we grew up. You grew up in Baltimore, you know, and growing up. In, how would you compare? What was the competition like uh, growing up in Baltimore? How, would you, how did you were you separate yourself from the pack out there? Because there's nothing but hoopers out there. Everybody got you. nothing. I mean, what's, what's crazy is I didn't move back to Baltimore until I was 13. I grew up overseas for uh, like the first half of my life. My mom worked uh, for the NSA, so when I moved okay. back. I wasn't even really serious with basketball. Like I was more of a baseball player than I was basketball. But moving back to Baltimore, man, it, it's it's either football or basketball, and really it's just basketball. But uh, you know, you just having to having to grind, man. I had to work my way up. I was trash when I first started out. Everybody still, when I go back home and and, and talk about it, man. Everybody like, man, you couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time. But you know, I just got in the gym. I told myself, you know, it was a challenge. I like to be challenged, so I'm gonna get in the gym. I'm going to work, I'm going to grind, and um, I'm not going to say it happened overnight, but it, it, it came quick. You know, I came out of nowhere, went from, like, unranked in the country to, like, 15, and, you know what I'm saying, just kept working, kept grinding, and and, and kept going up. But, uh, but yeah, nah, at Baltimore, is, you got you, you, you to gotta bring it, man. You got to be tough. You can't be, can't be soft coming from there. And, uh, you know, it definitely, it definitely helped me out to, to not only to be the player I am today, but the man I am today. Yeah, I got a lot of respect for Baltimore. I used to hate everything about Baltimore growing up because we used to play y'all. We used to, we used to hate y'all too. <laughs> I know it's a, it's, a, it's a mutual feeling on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we used to go up there. I swear the refs be cheating every game. We playing Cecil Kirk or uh, Mount Royal. Or, or you know what I'm saying? Every time you playing some, I'm like, yo, these dudes cheating up here, man. And for yeah. they come to DC too much. I ain't I understand that. We always had to come to Baltimore. We nah, you so so. What's crazy was a lot of the other teams like Cecil Kirk, Baltimore Stars would never go, but we always came to Baltimore. Like I mean, down to DC, we did the uh, we used to do the the uh, Charlie Weber over at Catholic, yeah, Maryland. with the other little yeah, the other little tournament that used to be over at Guy Udet. Like we came to DC pretty often. Um, just the Baltimore other, you know, Stars, Cecil, they want to mess with. Nah, they's a duck the bump. They ain't really want to play us either. Like we was coming up, we was the top team in the city, and nobody really wanted. It. Cecil Kirk walked off the court at halftime during AAU one year. I think it was this was sixteen under. 
walked out the court, like just left. Like, halftime, all the refs cheating. Y'all paid the rest. We out. Like just left the game. Like hang out. I'm trying to tell you that that shit real though. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be cheating, man. We don't got no. We ain't paying no refs out here, man. Man, you know what I'm saying? What's what's up with? Yeah, that's. I mean, y'all do be cheating. I'll let y'all have that though. We don't be, we don't be cheating. But nah, the the hate that's crazy though because when you're younger. It's like it's like you was not necessarily taught, but it's like yo, you just know like yo, we don't bang with them them PG DC dudes, man. We don't get down. Right. But as we got older, I think it was like my probably like my eleventh, my eleventh grade year, like in my eleventh grade year, going to my twelfth grade year, when I came down there, really started hanging out. I came down there, and hung out with Beasley and Nolan a couple times, and then we started doing our camps and everything, and and, and hanging out with y'all. And then of course, I committed to school, so I had to go down there and see what was up with Ayo. So it was right. as we got older, you know what I'm saying? It was it was definitely uh mutual respect and love for y'all. But when we was younger, nah. Couldn't tell me I was gonna be friends with friends with yeah, yeah. It couldn't <laughs> tell me I was gonna be friends with the with the DC dudes. Nah. Uh-uh. Oh yeah, like pretty much the same question. Um, so how was it, you know, growing up in all these guys, you know, the PG County area, DC area, like just how was it? You know, uh, I mean, it was just a, I mean, for me, it was a learning experience, you know, ever since like, like I bring back the DC Assault Day. So Kurt, Kurt came and got me from, from Duval, you know what I'm saying? That was my first two years of high school was at Duval. So Kurt came in there pretty much, you know, gave me the spiel, like, look, we got the best team in the, in the area. You need to come play with us. So I'm like, cool. So when I walk in the gym, I know most of the dudes, but I don't know, I don't know them personally. So I'm walking in the gym and you know, from day one of practice, it's just like, wow, these dudes are, like, really good, you know. Even from the drills we were doing, a lot of drills I never even done before, you know. Like, I think we had to start with, like, you know, five switches, you know what I'm saying, nothing but nets. And then Mike Beasley did it in, like, 30 seconds. I'm over there for, like, 15 minutes, you know, just, like, just go to the, you know, go to the side room. When you're done, let us know, type of, you know what I'm saying. So I'm like, wow, like, these dudes are so talented so early. Like I said, I was just playing catch up the whole time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Playing catch up the whole time. But I, I think, like I said, just being around them dudes, it, it really rubbed off on me. It just let me know. Like, another thing I, I learned being with that team is that we was kind of like the, one of the best talents in the country. You know, everywhere we went, we won. You know, so, you know, that's what that's what also got me on like the radar, you know, just being, you know, because I really, I started on DC Assault, you know, next to Dante and, you know, Lil Ray and all them guys, you know what I'm saying? So, I start with 17. No, no, I'm saying when what how old were you when you got there? Uh that was my that was my uh my sophomore year of high school. So okay. matter of fact, I played I played two years with assault. Yeah, 16 and 17. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that competition in DMV, man, if you especially if you're not really familiar with it and you that competition is real in the DMV especially going to in the gym you got Nolan you got Mike Mike doing everything at 14 years old like what uh-huh. the fuck is, you know what I'm saying you got Navarro people forget how good Navarro was too uh-huh. you know it was so many guys in that, in, in those gyms with it, especially DC Assault because we all came through there that it was just talent then you got the old heads that were coming too you got the Kurt Smith you got the Stacey Hunters of the world and all those guys and Coming there and giving you buckets in the pickup games, you know. So, yeah, I can imagine. How you end up at Episcopal? Uh, just just my mother sent me away. You know how it is being in that public school. 
you got the wrong group of friends. Your mother see your mother like uh uh-uh. uh. She like uh uh-uh. uh. So you know, Episcopal wasn't a basketball school at all. Like Episcopal is a school where like people they go to like Yale, Harvard. Like, like it's a real uh, academic school. Like it's like twelve people in the class. You know what I'm saying? Predominantly white. So it was like a big shock to me, but I think it helped me in the long run. But she sent me out there because you know Duval is Duval. You know how you know how that go. So. Right. Say so you ended up in Southern Catholic. How that move? How that? How that happen? Man, so like I said, you know, when I first moved back, um, I moved back in like halfway through my seventh grade year, and you know, didn't play basketball. Then my eighth grade year, I really started picking up. Played with my middle school team, and then I played on this uh, this little small little AAU team, and um, I wasn't recruited. I was ready to go to public school. I was ready to go to Woodlawn High School. Uh, the assistant coach at the time who was at TC was Tony, uh, Tony Biggers. He seen me at like a BNBL game. And he was mm-hmm. like, yo, where are you going to school at next year? I'm like, I'm going to Woodlawn. He was like, he's like, would you, you know, would you like to go to private school? I'm like, well, hell yeah, as long as I don't got to pay for it. Yeah, I'm in there. So ended up at TC. Um, what's crazy is my, going to my junior year, uh, our coach had got fired. So I was on my way to Montrose. I was uh I was in school. It was crazy. I was I was staying down there. I was uh Stu had put me up. Um and it was supposed to be me, me, Katie, and um Gravis that year. It was my Ooh. junior year. And um ended up ended up ended up I got down there. I wasn't I was like, man, I I'm not ready to leave home yet. Like I I got homesick and I was like Nah, I ain't gonna be able to do this. Like, I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and go back home and, and and go to TC. They wasn't happy about it, but uh, yeah, that was that 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 team right there would have been special. But I needed to go back home and win me a championship first. That's what I, I set out to been do. Been that Montrose team, bro. Oh my god, it would have been crazy. Though. The runs we already was having, man, it would have been nuts. It was crazy. Agent but Bowie, Agent Bowie was still on that team. Agent Bowie was there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agent Bowie was on that team. Uh, Ito. What's the uh? What's what's the uh? I forgot his name. He ended up going to. He dark skin. He played with assault too. Um, skinnier, kind of had. I forgot his name, man. But he was he was he had some size too. He was down there. It it, it would have been a good team though. Would have been a real good team. But you wouldn't like I wasn't. Uh, you wouldn't like mine. I wouldn't. Have, I mean, it wasn't. I, I, it wasn't. I mean, the house we they had a stand that was cool, but. Uh, I mean, other, other than that, it just—I wasn't ready to leave. Yeah, I wasn't ready to leave. Yeah. What I always wanted to ask you: What made you play with Boo Williams? You played with them like, in one year, our seventeen hundred year. No, I played with them two years. Oh, with, two years. I played with Boo two years. So when I was what um, made you go down there? DC Assault was fronting me, so I went over there. So what happened was I was a little dude. I was always a little dude. You know what I mean? Same time, ninth, tenth grade. Uh, Nolan and Mike, three, six, seven, you know what I'm saying? They huge, like, avatars. So, I'm a regular dude. I'm five, seven, five, eight, freshman. You know, and they like, oh, yeah, we don't know if he's going to grow. So we, we don't know what's going to happen with him and all that stuff. So, my time started to, you know, they should start to move in a double direction. So, I said, all right, bet. I just roll out. He had the game. And that's all oh, I, I didn't know that. And then I went over there. Once he left. Right, and then Free went to the top. Who was you with first, Free? I was with the Blue Devils. Oh, okay. 
And I left there because they told me I wasn't gonna play 17s. My going into my right. So I no, I mean it is, it is what it is. But Who they time. had over you? I thought it was just Ty and KD. Uh, Pop was over there. Still there. Um, Bobby Shan. Oh yeah. Um, Bobby was cold in high school. Though. I am. He was cold. Regardless of what you're talking about. Oh, it doesn't matter. I come yeah. off the bench if I have to. I'm like, right. you're right. not going to say I'm going to play six. Yeah, you, yeah, I'm about to say, you, it can't tell you can't. You're not going to yeah, be, no. be on the team. That's crazy. I came off the bench at Boo my first year. I came off the bench. He had Eric Hayes at the point. Yeah. He at the two. Um, I mean, we beat, y'all, we beat y'all, I think it was our 16 under year. Oh, who? <laughs> I think we beat y'all 16 under year. Down, boot. Just, we won boot. I don't know. I played 17 boot. Two years, 17 boot. We ain't okay. losing. First year, we yeah, won. Yeah, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't y'all there. Yeah, it might have been. Uh, I don't know. We def- I, I definitely got me a boot Williams championship. But we got the whole we, – we, we ran the circuit that year. We went, um, went undefeated that summer. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, we went under. Shout out we won, to we, too, man. Yeah, shout out MD, man. Um, MD, Sean Williams, Des, Des Thomas, Joe Yermo. We had a squad, man. Um, but yeah, we uh we won Boo. We started off. We won Boo Williams, then we won um we won uh Memorial Day. I think I was in Tennessee. We ended up winning nationals. We won Peace Was Peace Jam that year? We won Peace Jam. And then we won 17 on the showcase in Florida. We was going crazy. We mm. went nuts that stuff. Y'all the squad, man. Y'all the squad. Hey, yo, your team, y'all, y'all was loaded back then? Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, the 16s was, like I said, Nolan, Mike, them type of guys. And 17s uh, was me, Ray, Chris Howard, um, Jeff, uh, Dante Cunningham, uh, Mamadi. Like, it Paul Harris played with us a few tournaments. <laughs> yeah, Paul wow. Harris did come in. I remember that. He played with the salt? Yeah, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, Paul Harris did play with salt. Dang, that's crazy. Mama D, Mama D handles used to be great. If that's what we, no, who you think that, that Nigel. You think Nigel. Nigel. The one Nigel. the one that went to uh the one that went to where he go? Virginia Tech or was it Florida State? Went to B Tech. He played with free. That was free point guard at the Memphis. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He is, yes, he Yo, is tough. If Nigel and stayed at each <laughs> with Malcolm Delaney, they would have been tough. What? What? Where did he end up going? Nigel ended up coming back home, right? Went back home. Just chill. You stop hooping. Nah, he, he was still hooping. He ended up playing at a UDC or whatever, but you know, oh, okay. that was about it. Like that situation different. Like he was that. definitely like that though. Right. Nah, he was cold. Yeah. So, all right, man. Let's let's talk about this Keith Georgetown stuff, man. So, let let's get into it. All the other stuff is necessary. Right now, let's talk about this. When y'all are preparing for Keith, let me. I, I don't know. I think it was a, it was a special robbery. I don't know if Keith fans felt the same way about the Keith Georgetown robbery, right? Or I'm, y'all felt the same way, right? No, nah, it so, was crazy for sure. What's the week like going into a, a Georgetown game on campus? What's that like? I know Ayo can probably. I mean, I know my week. I only I played you guys twice. My week was that first game, man, down DC. One, it was it was big because you know it's just Syracuse Georgetown, and you know you 
once I got old enough to really know, um, you know, college basketball, that was always at the top of the list as far as rivalries. It's like Georgetown, Cuse, and Duke, North Carolina. To me, that was like the two biggest rivalries in college basketball. But uh, right. but yeah, man, just a week leading up, it was playing you guys, and we playing in DC, so that's kind of like a home game for me. I'm right up um right up the highway, so it was big, man. I was just I feel like I don't know, maybe that week was more like attention to detail, like you going a little harder in practice. I don't, I don't know. I just I just I was I was ready for it, man. I'll tell you that I was ready right. for it. I'm gonna tell y'all my experience after y'all, you know, how I viewed it going into the Q's game. How how did you feel, AO, going into the Q's game? I mean, uh, Georgetown games? Well, for me, it was personal because, you know, I'm from home. <laughs> you know, everybody asked me, why you leave? Why you ain't playing with Georgetown? Why you ain't in Maryland? So I knew I had to play good. Like, it was, it was, it was the week going into that. I knew I had to play well. I remember. Like, it was yesterday, I used to get text messages like, what's up with you and Roy? Like, y'all beefing? Like, I'm like, nah, I don't got nothing against Roy. I, I'm really not even playing against Roy. I'm playing against Georgetown. That's my whole mindset. Like, I know I got to see y'all. Like, I know whether it's open gym, whether it's at the Kennedy League, I know I got to see y'all. And I know right. one after we played Georgetown, like, I had the most text messages I had by, by far any other game. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, everybody from back home is watching it. You know what I'm saying? So I just right. knew I had. I just knew I had to play well, you know, when, when it came to playing against you guys. So that week was always he special. He used to eat us alive. I'm like, yo, why is he? He's, he's like seven for eight from the line, too. I, just, I never understood. Our game, you hitting all them joints. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, it's funny as I don't know what. It's, this is a true story. Last year, we playing up at Georgetown, right? We playing pickup at Georgetown. I don't know where Tay was. Bree is up there. AO is up there. A.O. was fighting every possession in that joint. Remember I called you out? I was like, dog, I know you trying to represent your cues in here, but damn, can we live? Like, dog was running up and down the court. Just, he was crushing people. He looked at me and started smiling. I was like, all right, all right, I get it. I get it. So the rivalry is still, it's still real, you know what I'm saying? That was funny. That was funny. So look, for us, I'm going to tell you how it was around campus. Like, it would be like, in people's window, it'll be juice cues, newspaper sign, juice cues. People got on like, you know, they got the oranges. Yeah, right around the classrooms and stuff like that. Man, the campus was live. Every time we played cues, it's like, it was like the biggest game in the world, bro. You, All the merchandise for the game. If you ever paid attention, anytime we played y'all, the, the whole arena is filled with different type of t-shirts. You know what I'm saying? Always some type of crush the orange man type joint. So when we played jaw, not only did I know Renze, not only I knew Dante, I got to guard Johnny first off. And that and, and, and why I didn't like playing y'all too is because we got to guard y'all, but y'all ain't guard nobody. I hated nope. it. <laughs> I ain't guarding the soul, bro. That's the soul. This is stuff. Like, these dudes is only playing like ISO ball on us. But then when he going on the other end, they just getting it with their hands up, big zone. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Just standing there. I'm like, this is this fluke, dog. So for me, it was I, I was it was a lot of it was a lot of connections there. You know what I'm saying? I knew Tay, I knew Renze, I knew Johnny. And I just and y'all used to talk a lot of shit too. You know, oh, so. so beating y'all, one was was the goal, but then finally trying to beat y'all at the dome. That was our toughest 
toughest obstacle was trying to win at the Dome. I only won one time at the Dome. So it's always like, and the coaches, I remember the coaches, you know, we got to get into this. We all have some, like, some former player when it comes to talk to us on this and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how intense it was. That's how I used to perceive that Syracuse game. And you know I think crazy? we got more time than not, Renze. I ain't going to lie. You said what? I think we got more wins than y'all, bro. We got to look it up. It's close, though, for sure. Yeah, it is close. <laughs> you know what's crazy is, though, you talk about talking trash. I remember, like, y'all assistant coaches used to talk crazy. Like, big. I remember one time, I remember one, I think it, it was, like, towards the end of the game. I think I had missed a couple threes. But I knew, I think we played y'all. It was, like, a couple weeks later at the Dome. And I think that's why I went off in the dome like that because I remember hitting a three and looking to the bench to assistant coach and telling him, I was like, I told you I'm gonna bust y'all ass today and I'm not playing. <laughs> I, I can't and remember I, what assistant coach it was. Right. No, that, y'all assistant coach. I know coach who it was. It was probably Coach Hunter, man. It had to be man. Coach Hunter. They used to, even all the way down like, to the managers. The managers would be over there talking. I'm like, yo, you don't go sit up, sit down and shut up, man. Like, who are you talking to, dog? You're not even getting in the game. Like, who are you? Yeah, uh, that game crazy, used to get a little personal. That game used to get a little personal. It was definitely personal. For Freshman year, we split, right? Freshman year, we split. Say what? Sophomore year, we split. Junior year, we won in the Big East. We won in the Big East tournament, but they beat us twice. Oh, they beat us twice in the regular season. That was the year that y'all won the title. That the was Big the greatest team in Syracuse history, low-key. I thought they just ain't winning, but that was the best thing ever. No key. Who was that? Who was on that? That was was that Dion and um. That was West. Me, me, West. Uh, oh Rick. yeah, no, nah, that team was nice. That team was nice. Man, we was loaded, man. That team was nice, <laughs> yeah, boy. Was you see, they were. Chris Joe was there. Yeah, yeah. Joe and Scoop came off the bench. Mm. For real. Out of my 10 years. <laughs> I always wanted to play. Where was he? I think he was – was he in Italy last? Where was he? He was in Turkey last time I played him. He was in Turkey, Turkey. last time. He was in, like, uh, Gajantep or something like that, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He definitely could still shoot that thing. Oh, my It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, hey, this is for you. Um. So after your freshman year, you're going in, you decide to uh, put your name into the NBA draft. Um, just, you know, talk about that experience and, you know, going into that. It was tough, man. It was tough um, because everybody who knows me, I'm, I'm, I'm like a big kid, man. And I really was, like, enjoying myself at school. I went to school to, to be a college kid. Like, I went there just to enjoy myself, like, get away from home. And really have a good time. So everybody was like, oh, you know, you stepped on campus and you knew you was going to the NBA. Like, uh, nah, not really. Like, you just, you never knew. Oh, I knew it was a possibility. Up. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. Tay, 
I'm being dead serious. I really didn't step on campus thinking like, oh, no, nah, I'm out this. I'm out of here. Because if that was the case, I would have never went to class my second in the um the, the second semester. I was still going to class and everything. Oh, you was gone, bro. Regardless, bro. Nah, I'm telling you, as as a you, you know, during the, the process, during the process, class. it didn't matter what you wanted. During the process, during the process, you're gone. <laughs> I didn't hire an agent right off the bat because I was really contemplating on coming back. Like, A and them would tell me, like, all right, yeah, we already know you out. Like, you can go ahead and leave, yo. Like, it's, it's cool. Like, between him and Johnny, they was like, yo, yo yeah, y'all, you out, yo. Right, we'll holler at you, though. It was cool. It was fun. But, but why were you even considering coming back? Just because of who I, like, me wanting to, you know what I'm saying, be a kid, you know? Like, I was, I was having a blast, man. Kid. Hey, I'll tell you, yo, we used to have, even in that short amount of time when I was there, he was there longer than I was. But that that one year, man, just the stories we got probably can't even be told on here, man. We used to have some fun, boy, like some real live fun. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping I'm getting better. Like I was I was I was really thinking about staying. And then you had other dudes in the class too who had ended up staying and, and you know, worked out for them, the James Hardens, the Blake Griffins. They could have easily came out too, but you know, they, they went back to school. So it was always still a – it was in the back of my mind, like, you know, should I really go? But, you know, me being in the, the – having to put on my big boy pants and being an adult and see my dreams that was in front of me, I was like, all right, you know, they guaranteed me that first round. So I was out. Got to go. If you yeah. guarantee me anything in the first round, I'm out of it. I would have been out of there. <laughs> Especially now, like how they doing this now where you can go back and forth every year. You know what I'm saying? What like the rules in college basketball, once you come in, there's no, it's not like you can test the waters one time or two. You can go out every year. Oh and yeah, yeah, and test the waters. I didn't know that. I thought I thought it was just like a, like you can do it once, and then the next year you gotta go. Once if you go back, you gotta go out that next year. Nope, they saying you can do that. I'd have been they've been popping up. Georgetown point guard Chris Wright test the waters again. Declares <laughs> every year. So. That's tough. I didn't know that. That's tough. You see me on the ESPN ticket every after every season. Look, it, I mean, it it it, uh, it would have got your name out there for sure. Definitely good publicity. You know what I'm saying, right. keeping your name in in in, in the in the news. Right. I don't see it wouldn't hurt you. That's for sure. So, Ayo, you was having a great year, man. The year that y'all won the Big East tournament, y'all were number one seed going into the damn win the Big East tournament. <laughs> <laughs> up ended by them Hoyas. You know what I'm saying? In the dome. And unfortunately, my man got hurt. Uh, you got hurt in that game. He hurt his knee. I think he tweaked his knee or something like that. Um, I think that was, to me, that was like, you were, you were the one that we had the most trouble with, to be honest with you. Because, all right, we're going to deal with, you know, Scoop wasn't really trying to score. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't really trying to score. He, Trish, he good, but he not really trying to score, score, you know? The wings are scoring. West was scoring. Uh, what's the name of uh, Brick, anytime he catch that joint, is going up. And then you. So, and then off the bench, I can't remember who was off the bench. Andy was off the bench. He's, he's knocking down everything. It was, the, 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 the chemistry of the team was good, but everything, our biggest issue was not the guards. We had to deal with shoot because Red didn't have the size or the girth <laughs> to deal with shoot. Hey, free. Remember, we used to be watching film like, oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> that John feeling bad. Man. Oh, Get the kids out the street. 
But we knew it was going to be bad because he did Roy the same way. He was getting big Roy the body, boy. So I, I know it had to be a big, you know, a big emphasis by Behan to say we want to, you know, attack against Georgetown. It had to be because we had sides to have as many bodies as y'all. So, um, yeah, so what's Behan? What's his, what's his game plan Georgetown games? What's that about? What he talking about? Well, Beheim knew what the rivalry was, and he knew I was from D.C. too. So he knew what the game meant to me. So, like, I mean, every game they go to me early, but it was a little bit more emphasis when we was playing y'all. Like, dump it down to A.O., let's see what he's doing. Even if I missed, like, one or two, he's still coming back to me early in the game. You know what I'm saying? He knew that, like, when I got going, the team kind of got going with me. So that was the emphasis early. And then, you know, so, I mean, we just played off of that, you know, dominate the paint early. And then, you know, then the guards end up eating after that. So that was the game plan usually towards y'all. Y'all like playing with Bay y'all like playing for Bayheim? Bayheim is a player Bayheim is a player's coach. Like he if if you score twice, the ball's coming back to you again and again and again. He's not one of them coaches that's gonna be like, Okay, he ain't scored in a while, let's get him the ball. He's a, he's that type of coach. If you score twice, he's gonna keep going to you. So he's just a player's coach. Like he knows what's going on. He knows the flow of the offense, he knows how to get the ball to certain people. At the, at the right time, so that's it's easy playing in his style of offense. Yeah, yeah. So recruit wise, what they what they what's 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 the I never got recruited by. Six, to be honest with you, I never got. That's one of the few places I never got recruited by. Um, so who's who was the guys that recruiting y'all? What, what other than Troy Weaver? I know you said Troy Weaver, but after Troy leaves, then what's you know what I'm saying? How these guys getting? What's the connection? Because they always got a strong connection with Baltimore. And they always pick up, get a pluck a few from my area as well. You know, we had we same guy. We both had we both had Rob Murphy. So um, when I when I was coming in, that was Rob Murphy. He Troy Weaver handed it off to Rob Murphy. He took me in, and then like you said, he took Tay in as well. So I mean, Rob is great coach, players coach. He's actually the one that was doing like the pre-draft workouts for Tay. That's how much of a like a players coach he is. With a, with a high knowledge of the game. So, I mean, once you talk to him and he breaks things down for you and he makes sure, like, okay, he's telling you, like, you're going to play. This is how you're going to play. This is what you need to do all the above. He keep it real with you. So, I mean, it's up to you what you're going to do with it. Right. Yeah. Rob Murphy, uh, well, first, Troy uh, was my coach. For my first position. So, mm -hmm. he was more so, like, kind of, like, trying to send me over to the, to the Syracuse side or whatever. And then, well, I wanted to go to Syracuse growing up either because of Melo. One day his freshman year, and he did all that. And so I wanted to go to Syracuse. And I said it like like my sophomore year, like, my number one school to go to Syracuse. So after that, like, Troy Weaver was kind of like trying to send me to like Rob Murphy. In fact, the master, like, the next day I said it on uh, one of the little recruiting sites. Once I said it, he was at my school in Coach Jones' office, like, the next day. Like, and we was talking and stuff like that. But, you know, next thing you know, they had all four freshmen coming in at the same time. So I was just like, man. <laughs> play that and, we, and, we, and we all committed early, too. Yeah. Scoop and Rick. Rick, Dante, Johnny, all committed at the same time. Oh, I bet. Yeah, the whole class. That's why I ain't giving a Scoop committed, I want to say, they offered him at sophomore. Scoop committed the next day. That's how I remember. Mean. Mm -hmm. Scoop and Rick. You know yeah, they saying? committed early. 
Yeah. And then Johnny kind of committed early too, I think. He committed like I think it was right after me because we had took a visit. We had, we had all went up for an unofficial visit. And um, it was my junior year. We all went up. It was the first time we all hung together. And we was just like, man, we could really be up here doing this. And I think after that, that weekend, we was like, I was like, all right. I was like, well, I'm going to commit. I'm, I'm getting tired because the, the process was, I man, hate it. like, it's just a thousand coaches. And I mean, this is before even social media. I can only imagine how it is now. But, like, just they calling, they sending mails, they popping up at the school. They had to, we, it's every day, even in the, in the fall, fall workouts, it's like 10, 10, to, 10 to 12 coaches in the gym. Like, every, everybody want to talk. I'm saying afterwards for like an hour just talking, hey, man, you look good, woo, 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 you saying convo. And I'm like, I'm ready to get over with this. Like, I'm, I can't keep doing, trying to hoop, trying to do school and worrying about all that recruiting. I'm like, nah, I'm going to go ahead and just commit early get it out the way so I can focus on what I need to focus on. When did you commit? What, is this after, after it was like, it was before, it was before, it was before the season, before, uh, before, uh, my fact, it was like after one of my volleyball games. It was in the fall. It was like early. Uh, yeah, I was nice in volleyball. Bro, you played volleyball, baby. <laughs> what instrument? I played, volley- I played volleyball, I played volleyball, basketball, and baseball all through high school, and I played the drums. Uh, I was about to say, you probably was a saxophone player or some shit. <laughs> no, nah, I played play the drums, though. Okay. All right, yeah. that's what's up. Yeah, I always want – I mean, Syracuse was always interesting to me. I just thought it was too far, man. God damn. Like, I have no idea where Syracuse was. What's crazy is really not, though. I mean, it's at least from Baltimore. From Baltimore, it's only like a five, maybe five and a half hour drive, depending on what's going on. Like, I remember our, our, last, our, our last game before winter break. We played in the game, and me and A.O. drove right home right after the game. It was mm. like 9, 10 o'clock. We drove straight straight to the crib. So, all right. right so, that's interesting, man. One thing about uh, Syracuse to me that looks like, it looks that like all the alumni got coming, especially just off the simple fact that, like, if you're in the TBT, it's so happy with so many alumni. Both of y'all played in the TBT with Bayhams Army. I'm sure it seems like it's like a – you know what I'm saying? It seems like it, y'all have a bunch of people that want to play all the time. You know, and everybody really rallies around Syracuse in their time here. So I'm asking, is that something to do a lot of alumni or football players always come back? And y'all always see them. Is that something that y'all is present at Syracuse when y'all were there and after? Uh, yeah, alumni come back um, when they can um, to the games and things like that. I think the biggest thing about Syracuse is like the fans, they travel. I mean, they right. go, everything is Syracuse. Like, y'all here, you know, you, we got Georgetown, we got Maryland, we got the Wizards. And Syracuse, all you got is Syracuse. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So that's right. all they know. Like, it's no uh, you will never see no other teams, no other flags, no other nothing. Everything is Syracuse, Syracuse basketball. I mean, Syracuse football as well, but, you know, Syracuse basketball really been holding it up for you know, many years. So, like, whenever you say anything Syracuse, they're going to be there, like, TBT, we played. We played in Atlanta. They're gonna be there if they, if they we come in. We play in Baltimore. They're gonna be there. Like they just travel with us and they go with us everywhere we go. So like, Syracuse is really all they know. They don't really watch any other sports other than, you know, watching us play. So you know that's why we can get thirty some thousand in the dome because this is all they know. You know, and especially growing up as kids, like you see the kids. Like the kids don't might not even know the starting lineup for the Knicks. That's you know a few hours away, but they don't know the starting lineup for Syracuse. Right. Front to back, mm-hmm. it's just how it goes up there. So like. As we get older and like we become alumni, they still watching to see like what we're doing, what we're playing at, you know. And then it's a chance to like 
So, like, last year we got to play, you know, in Syracuse. So, like, you know, the game was – I think they, they they put us at a smaller gym. I think they held, like, 5,000 and just people, like, standing outside trying to get in. Like, they want to they see us. So, like, this is how it go up there. Yeah, it's like a cult like following following up there, man. <laughs> Anytime the Syracuse on TV, y'all playing in Miami in the tournament. And it's the whole Miami Heat Arena is filled with Syracuse. I'm like, what come on, man. This don't make no sense. I'm like, this, this is ridiculous. More so than I would even put up there with Duke and all that. Like Kentucky, all that. Like I don't think there's anybody in the country that's moving like like Syracuse is moving. Like as a no. unit. We like, definitely never oh. had an away game. Like I remember when we played down there in DC, it was the lower bowl. It was scattered. Of course, y'all fans pretty much took up all the tickets, but lower bowl was a little scattered with Syracuse. But that top bowl, top bowl all Syracuse, all Syracuse. These <laughs> should be crit. Like we score and it, it would the roar would just come and you'd be like, damn, wait, is this really a road game? Like. They used to be crazy. Like anyway, we we went to Louisville. It was it was in they was at Louisville. I'm like, damn, they came all the way down to Louisville. Like crazy, crazy. What's the toughest atmosphere for y'all to play in? I, Cause I know the fans moving everywhere. What's what's y'all toughest atmosphere to play in? For me, it was Pitt. It was a zoo. Yeah, Pitt is crazy. I be telling people that all the time. That's a whole different level up there, bro. And they so close to you and warm ups. They telling you. Who your mother is, who your grandmother yeah. is, it's like yeah. it's bad. I it's think between them, between them and West Virginia, I would probably say they 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 crazy. Like they they get to talk some different type of stuff that you want to fight and all that. But that's probably my two places. What about you? Tim? I didn't I didn't play. I didn't get Pitt came to us my freshman year, but uh, my two toughest games was West Virginia and and Notre Dame for me. Um, I had a horrible game in Notre Dame, but just the crowd, like I fouled out and they were doing my steps. I'm walking, they right, left, right, left. So we, Bayham called us in the huddle. So I'm in the huddle. I wasn't paying attention to it at first, but as I took like my last two steps to get in the huddle, I heard them. So I like started putting my foot back. I started tapping my foot. They're going right, 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 right. I'm like, oh, God. And then, you know, right before you sit down, they like, sit down. So I stood back up. I ain't sit down all the way. I walked down, grabbed me a towel, walked back. They still on me. Right, left, right, left. I go to sit down again. They sit down. I stand back up. Like, yo, <laughs> I was already mad. We was losing. I'm like, man, these guys. But nah, West Virginia Notre Dame was, was, was tough. They just playing at Notre Dame, man. They said you man. playing at Notre Dame. They set you up over there, man. You felt like they was just on top of you. Like, I ain't never been a pit, but Notre Dame was just like, it was like, damn, like, couldn't really breathe. Like, you can't move in there. Like, oh, they set you up in that joint. You walking in before the game, getting ready. They in that joint, like, hello. Welcome to Notre Dame. Everybody's super nice. Yeah, Yeah, until the game starts. Yeah, and then the game starts. They just shooting raining threes from everywhere. You just like, wait. Trying to play basketball, but you know these people acting all nice now. Like, man, you know, yeah, I'm a good old move now. I'm good. <laughs> He's walking into the gym. They like you guys want some popcorn, any towels you need, and you want something to drink and all. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, then we get on the court, and what was crazy about it when we get on the court, it was like, I don't know, it might have been one of them games we played during like winter break or something. You know what I'm saying? And the whole crowd was nothing but the older people. 
with no students. In it. Oh, it's wow. silent the entire game, bro. Like I'm calling. I remember telling people where to go. I could hear myself. Notre Dame was always a weird place, man. I ne and we never won in there ever. I ain't never get a win in there. Yeah, we struggled in there too. Yeah, that 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 place wasn't. That wasn't it. Notre Dame. Listen, go used to go to work on us. Matt used to go to work in Hanborough. Awkward game, too. Yeah. yeah. Super awkward. He used to get it done, though. Right. How, how, how was the dome for y'all playing in the dome? It was crazy. It was crazy. I'm going to tell you The first one, my first game in the dome, it was a little eye-opening. I ain't going to hold you. Because, I like, they talk about, yeah, you playing in the dome, and you don't really – realize how huge that shit is. Like you, I walk in that joint, I'm looking like, damn. We really in a football stadium. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, we about to play in, like. And then the, like the little, and then trying to shoot in that joint, it might be, might be, it might be the worst. Like that death shit is, it, it, that shit's real. Man. Yeah, that shit is real, so. All the time, like that's, it, it, it's a sure. So for me, it was weird. One, when I got in the dome, because so it's so one y'all used to do it so dirty too. All our fans used to come. It used to be a whole thirty thousand fans in that joint. Y'all give us fifty tickets, and that's sitting us way up in the corner in the sea of orange. I'm like, yo, this is crazy, man. I don't even know where my family. I don't know my mom and pops. Nowhere. It's just like you just out here in the middle of the ocean. That's what it felt like. You shoot the ball. And it's, the ball just literally, especially if you if you just watching the play or something, and somebody shoot from the corner, the ball gets lost, bro. Like, it used to trip me out. Like the ball used to get lost in the air. I'm like, oh, man. And then and then y'all so y'all so actually get on my nerves so bad. We playing y'all my sophomore year. I think we might have been like top ten in the country or something like that. Y'all was struggling at the time. It was early in the Big East play, and I get to the free throw line. Y'all about to win the game. I get the free throw line. I shoot an air ball in the dome. I shoot an air ball in the dome. <laughs> so every time I touch the ball for the rest of the game, it's an air ball. And then like two minutes later, they storm the court on us. They storm the court. You remember storm the court? We storm the court. My fresh, my freshman year, we storm the court. We beat y'all. Was that that was Tay's? That was Tay year. That was yeah. That was my year. We storm the court. Oh, then I shot the air ball the next year. Then, like, no, yeah. I remember. Y'all was that. like, I think y'all was number at the time when we beat y'all. Y'all was number four. Y'all was four. Yeah, so what? Like, so that was a, it was a big deal. That was crazy. On the court, baby. Wow. On the court. But now, overall, playing in the dome was interesting, man. It was, it was, it was kind of like it was beyond a home court advantage, man. Because you just, it's so. It's out of pocket, man. You don't know what to score. You got to look at the scoreboard over there. You know, it's just mm -hmm. weak. It's just a whole different thing, you know. Uh, but great atmosphere. Great atmosphere. I thought we sure. were about 40 that one year. And then they, uh, I thought we were going to beat them by 40 uh, our four year in the dome. Oh, y'all was at 15 in like the first five minutes. I was like, all right, bet. We about to beat these in about 40. Right. Wrong. <laughs> Andy Rollins. <laughs> That's fire. All you need is to see one go in. Right. I, got a, I got a question for y'all. So at Georgetown, we, uh, you know, once these guys, once we leave school and we end up turning pro, right? we call it the Georgetown. All right. 
It's but, a real thing. And it really is a real thing. Um, so, you know, your first year out, uh, you know, we're still in the mindset of, you know, planning the Princeton and culture. Well, being, being a pro. So, like, in games, like, you get a wide open shot, you may, like, hesitate to shoot it because, like, you're still in the mindset of all in the Princeton. Or, like, you see somebody cut back door, you're like, oh, I got to throw the back door immediately. So, same because you guys play zone for, you know, as long as y'all play zone. Right? Do y'all defensively still be stuck? Uh, oh, I'm in I'm in the zone mindset of everything, or it, do you guys get out of that real quick? You gotta say that because I'm. I mean, I went to Europe, so I mean, we played a lot of zone in Europe. When my first year out, anyway, you gotta ask Tate. He was in the league, so yeah, important. it was. It was. I mean, it was for me. It was tough because I mean, I, I didn't have to defend. I really didn't have to defend in high school either. So when I got to the league, I didn't play much my my freshman year at all. I mean, my rookie year. Um, and I think part, most of that was because of the defense. Like, I really had to go back and really learn, especially NBA. You know, you got the, the, the three-second, defensive three-seconds and all that. Like, I had to go back and really learn, like, defensive schemes and, and, and really work at it. Like, I'm not going to lie. In my second year, I ended up starting, like, 60 games. And the work I put in helped. But, yeah, it was it was tough, especially defensively. And offensively, yeah, you know, we can go out, we can, we can hoop all day long. It is what it is, especially coming from Syracuse. You know, you, you get to go out there and do whatever you 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 uh you want to do. But defensively, um, I had to really, like, do my homework, watch live film, work with coaches, like, you know, just wanting to play defense or having to play defense to, to be able to get on the court. Is that something when they review y'all for the NBA and the prospects and all that stuff, is that something that they try to put as a knock on y'all? Because y'all playing in the all, zone. All circles, yeah, you know, that's, that's always that's, that's not a knock on all of us. Right. Right. Play sure. defense. Yeah, yeah, I would figure that. So, what was the biggest adjustment for y'all when you had to turn pro? Other than that, I think for, for Tay, you're trying to say it was probably the defensive side that was your biggest adjustment because, and, and at your position, you got to guard all, you got to guard all the dogs. You know I got it. I got it one through four. That's what, yeah. that was, that was my job. I, I didn't done this. Guarded the Steve Nash's, the Rondos, all the way down to the Dirks and the KGs, Tim Duncan's. Like I had, I was that was my niche. That's how I got on the floor, being able to go out there and guard multiple positions, and not really being a defensive stopper, but just trying to be out there, you know, containing guys. Because I'm I'm playing against first NBA, you know, all pros and everything. You can't really stop them, dudes. You can just try to hope to contain them. So that's what I went out there to do. What about you, A.L.? What was the biggest adjustment when you became a pro? Uh, I think the pace of the game. I would probably say that. I mean, guys are so far advanced. They've seen the play before. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing, trying to play. I mean, you're playing catch-up. I mean, at least your first year, at least you, you're just playing yeah. catch-up. Because these guys are just as talented, if not more talented. But they see the game. They see the plays before it happens. So um, I think just the pace of the game and trying to, you know, trying to slow the game down so you can be at the right place at the right time. So – so, Renze, you got an opportunity, and I, you know, I don't think Tay, I don't think Tay played, uh, but Tay played in the league. You got a chance to play in the NBA and yeah. Renze. Uh -huh. What's the difference between the two, and how, you know, what I'm saying, what do you notice as a big difference between these leagues, and how talent-wise, competition-wise, scheme-wise, what's the biggest difference between your league and the NBA? Uh, I would say, 
the talent is pretty close. Um, these guys are high-level guys. Like, they put in the same type of work, I mean, from practice every day to film. So, it's, I mean, the level – I mean, there's a lot of guys that's in the EuroLeague, as you know, that can be playing in the NBA. It's a back-and-forth type of thing from a Mike James that should be in the league, those type of guys. You know, it's back and forth. But I think the thing about Europe is more it's more college-style. You know, you don't got no defensive three-second. You can play zone. Um, you bumping a lot. It's it's more physical. You know what I'm saying? You get hit on every screen, every 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 curl you getting hit. So it's just different. I mean, in the NBA you can't really be touched, but you know in Europe you bang in the whole 40 minutes. Take the whole thing out. Take the whole glitz game or the NBA whole, the money. Just talking about pure game on both sides. Does any do y'all have a difference or choose one over the other if it came to the our style of play versus the European style of play? Take the money out of it, take the living. Just we talking purely hoops, like we playing in the gym in the summertime. For me, uh, for me, I would say yeah. I would because I mean I'm a physical player, so I can get away with <laughs> the little things I can do on the court that won't be called, you know, free knows what I'm talking about, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can get away with certain things, you know, in the NBA, you really, you really can't touch anybody. So that's, that's the toughest part of it in the NBA. You really got to slide your feet. You really, you know, contest late, can't, can't let a pe person land on your feet, all that type of stuff. But in Europe, you can bang, you can, you can be physical and you can just play your style. Right, right. What about you, Tay? Take, the only thing I would say is if you take out the two-a-days, I would, I would go with Europe. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Them, them, that's one thing where I didn't really, Coming from the NBA, like the to training camp is is two weeks long. You might have four, maybe five days or two a days, and then other than that, you you practice. You just you hooping and 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 you know once I got once I got accustomed to that, like to go over a year, it's like yeah, you know I had a couple offers when I first came out, and I'm like I'm like we doing what two days until how long till March, April? Nah, bro, I'm cool. I'm gonna go ahead and go to China, I'm right. gonna go practice once a day. <laughs> get this bag, and then you know what I'm saying I, I, I'll be I'll be back where I, where I, where I want to be at. But yeah, now Europe the style of play I love it. Um, I would definitely go with Europe too. Just take out them two of days. That's interesting, man. And people, you know, that's interesting. I always NBA guys that get a chance to play both and try to both play at the highest level. You choose the style of Europe. So what does that mean for us? Do we not play in the right way or what? <laughs> what that nah, but the thing about us is we can play both. Like we're like, I mean, you know, we still not dominate everybody, the world. Not everybody. Not, not everybody, everybody, yes. Not not everybody. Not everybody. But I know I know I could, you know. Yeah, you I can. could definitely. we we could, you know, we us on this on the on the podcast right now, we definitely could. But you know it, everybody is different. Everybody can't handle a lot of things, but um you know, we like I said, we still dominate in the world. We go to the to the world games and, and, and to the to the Olympics and we still dominate. So, you know, it's you just gotta respect them, man. They, the way they play is is it's not like you said, you take out all the glitz and the glamour, man. It's it's really just just hoop, just straight getting out there, rolling the ball out and playing. Right. No, I agree. I agree. I think I think for me, um the NBA game is more suited for a guy like me because it's so much space, mm -hmm. you know, so much space and so much opportunity out there. But European basketball, really, really, you get to hoop. You know what I'm saying? You really get to, to really show your talent. You have to show your talents and you have to most likely be efficient because mm -hmm. everything is at a high, high uh, 
it's volatile over there when, when it comes to coaches, when it comes to, when in terms of missing shots, when it comes to making turnovers, they act like it's World War Three. If you do right. something, like you know what I'm saying. So um, I think the attention to detail is night in and night out, and not only and I mean night in night out because you got to practice twice a day. Um, it's way more intense than the, than the NBA game. Now the rigor of the NBA is different because of the travel and because of the, the, the amount of games that you play, and just right. the amount of I mean, you're in, you're in the public eye 24-7. So the, the amount – there's another different, you know, I guess, obstacles that you got to face in the NBA. But in terms of pure game, I think the European game is, is, more, of a, is more of what you, you've grown up to know. You know what I'm saying? What you've grown up to be. Um, you know, we, we, that's how you play growing up. You play physical or you know, people can't get off the court. <laughs> no. So um, it's crazy when you think about it now. If we was 18, we probably wouldn't be talking like this. It's, it's NBA or die at that time. You know what I'm saying? But when you, when you see, when you get a chance to experience things. What about China? Both of y'all got a chance to play in China. What was that like? Uh, China, China cool, but like China, China more NBA style. It's like get a ball to the American and get out the way. That's what it right. is, you know? Got You got to go out there. And you got to get forty every time, or however that go. But China's see the thing about like the markets that I've been in, like the the Asian markets and like Middle East. It's usually one or two Americans, so they want you to do everything. You know, that's the type of place you really can try things. Like if you shoot, if you run down court and shoot two threes in a row, it's nobody gonna be like, "What you doing?" They're gonna be like, "Keep going," type of thing. Right. Well, you know, in Europe, you know, like you said, attention to detail. Every play matters. Every screen matters. Every all the little things matter. Yeah. So it's just totally different. Like, I, I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. You, I don't know if you know the point guard, John Gillen, that went to uh, Syracuse like three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he played in the TBT, right? But he was fresh off his G League um, experience. Right. So, like, you know how in the G League, you know, all them bumps and little, they fouls. Automatic. So, so he was playing the game, and he wasn't getting none of those calls. But his mental is still in the G League. Like, all these are fouls. Yeah. You know, in college, they saying play on. Right. But see, he was so frustrated because he used to getting all those calls. And the TBT, they're like, uh-uh, we back to playing college. And, you know, college right. is like, like Europe. Like, you're not getting that call. Like, that's not a foul. Keep playing. Right, right, right. That's interesting, man, because when, when people think about it, like, TBT is really grown men. <laughs> you know, grown men have been playing overseas. Not a lot of G League guys. It's guys that have been making money, that have established their careers, you know what I'm saying, seven, eight-year guys that are doing big things overseas. So the level of ball and surprises me when like fans and all that, like, dang, these dudes are really like, yeah, these dudes, we pro players. We've been hooping our whole lives just because we're not in the NBA or you don't see us on TV as much. You know, don't think we, we, we can't hoop. <laughs> One thing that I thought was interesting when people starting to watch the TBT, like, oh yeah, he can still go, he can still go. He's still moving. So, not realizing, not realizing that we better than we were in college because now it's a job we do it every single day. Right, right, right. Way better, way better. You know, and that's interesting. And and I understand that kid John Gillen, his situation because I mean, G League boy, you can do whatever you want, man. You can do whatever you want. That ain't about nothing scoring that. <laughs> They don't, and the crazy thing, they don't respect us overseas. That G League, they be like, mm. I remember when I went overseas to press out G League, they like, mm, y'all scoring 120 a game and 110. Mm. Like, they, they like, what, what, they be saying, like, what type of basketball is this? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, what is this? Like, what is I'll be, this? Like, I'll be looking like, I 
thought I was coming from the best spot, and y'all talking to me like I'm coming from something terrible. Like, like mm -mm, this ain't basketball. Like, <laughs> like, no, no, come on, man. This is impossible. This isn't basketball. Yeah, this ain't basketball. <laughs> <laughs> True story, man. True story. I guess my man Tay had some issues. Yeah, something like that. All right, AL. Uh, so earlier, earlier uh, Chris introduced you as AL. Um, just explain to you know, you know how that came about. Um, you know what you got going on with it, and uh, he's know. a fashionable guy, man. Yeah. And he, huh. yeah, like, you know, he has a shirt on right now. Um, uh, but yeah, just uh, you know, let the people know like what what you got going on. So this, so this is how it came about. So last year when we played in the TBT, we did it in Syracuse. So I was getting a lot of messages from fans like, "Man, we can't wait to see." You know, it's been a, it's been it was ten years since since we've been out of school. So I'm like, "What can I do?" So all right, so what I did was I I got a logo made and I made some T-shirts. So we did you know this typical autograph signing at the baseball stadium. I brought like forty T. They all went out the door like within thirty minutes. So what happened was after the tournament. I had people still messaging me, like, I didn't go to Syracuse, but, you know, do you got anything else? So that's kind of when the light bulb went off, like, okay, so people really want this type of stuff. So I just started making clothes, you know, with, like, you know, positive sayings, things that I stand by as well. And, you know, like, see me being a big guy, like, y'all can go on the mall and y'all can get whatever y'all want, you know, so y'all can go to the store. I, would, I stopped going to the mall at, like, 15, 16 years old because there was nothing in there for me. You know, everything, only thing I can get was drawers and socks and, right. you know, everything else, you got to find it. So it's easier now to be able to find, I mean, to be able to make things that I like that bigger guys can wear, I mean, athletes can wear, and, you know, the everyday person can wear as well. So um, that's why I started. That's beautiful, man. The fact that Syracuse saw that, you know, they, they, they still are following you. And when you came with these shirts, these dudes like, yo, I need some more. That's what I'm saying what makes Syracuse special. And it basically created a whole lane for yourself. I don't know if this is something that you ever wanted to get into in terms of merchandise and having your own brand and fashion brand, but it seems like an organic fit that way. Yeah, I kind of I kind of just fell in, fell into it. But yeah, like you said, it all started from the TBT tournament in Syracuse last year. Yeah, and I got me some gear too, man. You know, I I, I gotta support the you know, you know like, he just got me these shorts in orange, so I can't show them on the podcast because it's Georgetown blue, blue. But I'm definitely supporting the homie. I'm definitely supporting my brother. I got a I got a hoodie and stuff. It's hot right now, but I bought it because I'm overseas. The rocket, you know what I'm saying? So I'm doing like, please support my man. He he got some positive going. And uh, Austin got some stuff too. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Everybody rocking. You starting to see it in the DMV too. Yeah, you so, starting oh, to that make you feel good. You Just know, he, he became a shooter now, so now he got shirts like uh, <laughs> shooting right off the top, and stuff like that. Like, oh, come on, man. right, right. You know, you know it's funny because when y'all was talking about the the um the dome story about shooting, you know, I wasn't shooting, so I ain't had none of them issues. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm at the rim. But I remember, like, it was used to be like that. Like, we used to always go before, like, two days before we played. Because yeah. they, like, coach, like, yeah, I got to go over there and shoot. Right. But I ain't, I ain't understand what they was talking about. I mean, I knew that, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't a shooter. I wasn't shooting. So I ain't know, like, but that, like, people used to always say that. Like, man, you going that dome, that, something about that backdrop, man. It make, it make yeah. you a shot. 
Even like if you if you like at, in the top of the key and you see the whole thing behind you, oh my god! You know you like oh you kind of looking at them after a while. <laughs> it took me to like my junior year, like really. Like, yeah, get an understanding yeah, of what's yeah, going on. <laughs> Did y'all did y'all coach ever talk about that? Like we need to hurry up and get up there so we can get shot. Like did y'all talk about that type of stuff? It depended on when we played y'all though. Like yeah. we played y'all on Big Monday sometimes. We played y'all like Saturday. Yeah. We, the first time shooting in the gym was gonna be game day. Oh man. Yeah, because we play y'all at noon, so it wasn't like we about to have shoot around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Played Big Monday. We was gonna shoot around that morning. Yeah, yeah. We gonna have shoot around Big Monday. Not them noon games, boy. We get we walking through straight to you know how that is. Sun shining bright in the dome. Right. right. It was actually kind of some fun games too. You feel kind of good on the wake up, just have some breakfast, you know. Shit. You coming out there and it's still sun shining on the whole orange is out there. Then we get to get the rumbling, man. Yeah, it was Hey, so let me ask you, man, uh what just just current thoughts, man, because it's I think this NBA bubble situation has been a great, 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 especially for me, because I'm a basketball junkie. Yeah, me too. I'm watching film all day, every day. Um, what's your thoughts on, 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 on the bubble? And what are, you, what are your predictions on NBA finals? I think it even the playing field. That's what I think it did. I think it's back to AAU basketball, back to camp basketball, back to open gym basketball. I mean, because you, know, you guys know, the fans can literally win you the game. Like that moment, that momentum, that adrenaline, that it can win you the game. Now we on an even playing field. So now that's why you're seeing series 2-2 or you're seeing like a, a Philly get swept. Because if they if they was at home, they probably would have won a game or two just off the crowd. Right. But now I think it just makes it more even. Like, and, it, and it's I, at first I ain't like it, but now I love it because it's like we're going to really see who can play. Like that's, that's the whole thing about the bubble. Ain't no crowd, ain't nobody – to pump you up, you gotta uh-huh. be your motivation. So I love it. Yeah, I like it too, man. I think it's I think it's a great atmosphere. I think it's time that the NBA changes their type of schedule. Um, it's been the same pattern. I mean, everything needs adjustments, and I think it'll be interesting instead of chopping having eighty two games, sure. sixty five, and play like you know a cup or something. You know how they do overseas with the top eight teams or top whatever, going to a spot and play a tournament. I think that'll be fire if they can do that, you know, because it brings a different element. People are enjoying it, man. This is from 1.30 to midnight every day. Mm-hmm. I'm in front of the TV only. I'm talking about right now. I'm in front of the TV from 1.30 to midnight. While I'm not working in the morning, and I'm in front of the TV all day. So for people might like me, this is like heaven on earth, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. But you still ain't coming your pick. Well, before the season, I was going with the Clippers. They going down. But something wrong with PG's shoulder, it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> and without him, they done. So I don't know, man. It's it's still like, you know, every year I think I, I feel like it's a clear-cut front runner. But I don't feel like yeah. it's like right now. Like, pe- some people say the Lakers. Some people say the Clippers. Some people still like Milwaukee. But I don't feel like it's one team that's like, ahead of the other. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's going to be based on, like, you see how bad, like, Houston shot last night. I think it's going to be based on stuff like that, like, whose type of night it is, you know? So, what about, what you, what you think in the, um, in the East? What you think about the East? I 
I think it's gonna be more either Milwaukee and Boston. Them two. Yeah, not Toronto. Nah, I'm not. I'm not sold on Toronto. I mean, they play well together, but I'm not. I'm not sold. I, I feel like you need a. I feel like you need a superstar. To, I feel to. like this team is better. You can correct me at free. I want to know what you think too. I think that this team is better than last year's team. Ooh, why you think that? I think they fit. I, I don't think they're missing Kawhi at all. I think they the, the chemistry is fluid. I think Pascal Siakam has stepped up in a major way. He averaged 23, 24 points. I think Van Fleet has a different dynamic for them. I think Serge Ibaka is playing some of the best ball he's ever played. I think they got OG Anobi who's does everything was playing Brooklyn too. Huh? Yeah, they was playing Brooklyn. They were, they were, yeah, they were playing Brooklyn. It just seems like they, they, they the way they styled and started play, they understand exactly how they want to play and they have execution. Now, my issue with them now is that Kyle Lowry just got hurt. No, nah, but my thing is, even with Kyle though, I feel like every year you see you see great basketball from Toronto, like right. all year. Then they get to the playoffs and it's like, uh, I don't know. And I feel like the reason why they won last year, they got, they got lucky, but I feel like they 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 knew like, okay, this is the superstar. We're gonna give him the ball at the end of the game type of thing. I feel like right now they still don't know like who's gonna be the guy. I mean, Kyle is, but I, I don't know. I think the guy that's gonna make this the guy for them. Yo, my man hates Kyle Lowry. Okay, look. he can't <laughs> Kyle Lowry, and I don't understand why everybody don't like Kyle. Kyle Lowry was probably one of my favorite players growing up because he was a senior my freshman year, and we played against him. Right. And he beat up boxer, like literally boxer. And then he went to Villanova, yada, 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 right? And then after some years, he's at, in Toronto. It's like every year, like it's just something. Like one year, he's got to go into – the locker room, the third quarter of the Houston Conference Finals to be impressed. Like, uh, like, what, like, mental health is real. Mental health awareness. I think mental health is not real. It's a real thing. Yes. I think, yes. I understand. He got a little breakdown. All right. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but I think I just think Kyle Lowry is not the guy to. Who's gonna get you over the top? I don't think he's the man. You know what I'm saying? I think he's a he's a great he's a great teammate. He's a great point guard. He has a super high IQ, and he's not afraid of doing anything on the court. You know what I'm saying? And he's he's been there consistently every year. You know, is he missing some shots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna miss some shots. He's gonna do some stuff. But it's all you know, and he makes big shots. He's set, he's set an all star and a gold medalist. So at the end of the game, right, for the Toronto Raptors, who do you go to? I'm going to Pascal Siakam. Oh. I mean, who wants to? For the, for the ring, that's who you're going to? Yeah. Or, you know, or, or I'm going Anthony and Siakam in a pick and roll. Absolutely. See, and I understand why you're saying that, but that's why I say, like, I'm not sure about them because it's still – it's not – it's not for sure. I feel like every team that's at the top, you know for sure it's gonna be in his hands. Like you know, you know, um, you know uh, the Celtics. You know you're going Tatum. You know Clippers. You know you're going. You know you're going Kawhi. You know Lakers. You know you're going Braun. Like you, like you know these things. Like with them, it's like, oh man, if Kyle is going, we're gonna go Kyle. If if, if Pascal is going, maybe there. Like Van Fleet. Ah, 
It's a it's a copycat league. That's what the Golden State Warriors did. That's how they won. That's how they run it up. Whatever the high hand was, that's what they was going back to. But the, and, they, and they, but they, but they have four all stars. The difference though. But they got about three. Not, Tor- not Toronto. Well, they got two and a defensive player of the year. They got two. They got Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam. He was an all star, wasn't he? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's the go-to guy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He averaged like 24 this year. He's the go-to guy. <laughs> he got to get that. I need that. If I'm averaging 24 and I'm an all-star, I need that rock wherever I said I need to rock for the game. I need that. I think Boston has too much firepower for that. Who, Boston? Yeah. I think Boston is too small for them. Nah. I think Boston they don't have no big. Who are they gonna stop? They can't. They got nobody in the paint. But who's the big for Toronto? That's gonna kill them. Marcus O. Who's no taking way. up the whole paint? He's over there averaging six points. Come on, dude. Marcus O. Is a, is a playoff player now. So you know, I don't know. We'll see. So free. Tell me your picks. What's your picks for the East and the West? I have Boston and one beat Milwaukee. Oh no, I lied. My bad. My bad. Let me take that back. I'm going out on the limb. I'm going to say it's Boston and Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals. Ooh. I take that bet. Let's take that. I take that bet. They playing well, though. Miami playing well. Boston and Miami? Okay. Who you got on the – who you got coming out of the East? Give me – give me, like, game two of both games in the East. (laughs) All right. You gotta check the temperature, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See how things going. All right, right, right. So who you got out the West? The West for sure, the Lakers. Um, there was a lot of hoopla going on after game one. You know, people were happy and excited, and thought it was gonna go seven games or six games for the Blazers. But, uh, I feel like LeBron James just quieted down for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, I don't know why he's in the NBA and uh, you know, stuff like that. So the Lakers, and from what I've been seeing, Utah. They look good right now. Utah. Oh, they might play the Lakers. Will the Lakers play Utah next? Nah, they're going to play um, Dallas next. Uh, Lakers going to play Houston and OKC next. And I got da- I got Lakers and Dallas in West Finals. Ooh. Lakers and Dallas. I think the Dallas is going to get the Clippers. I'm biased, though. That was the only team I got, you know, I played for, so shit. Hey, but hold on. I know y'all seen this talk the last three, four days. What's that? People are saying Luka's the best player in the NBA. Y'all been saying this everywhere? Yeah, best twenty-one year old in the NBA for sure. And they've been saying he's the best player in the I, NBA. I, no, I, I've been hearing it too, but I'm saying he's the best twenty-one year of uh, the best under twenty-five uh, year old in, uh, in, in the NBA for sure. I mean, I think we prisoners at the moment. He's like that, no question. But like Calvin Gates put out a list. He had Luca one, KD two, Bron three. Um. I forgot his four and five, but um, no, Kawhi four is somebody five, but he didn't even have 
he didn't have Giannis or James Harden in his top five. I'm like, and where is Steph? Exactly. I'm like, I mean, he got KD. I, I know he ain't played, but he got KD on there. But we presence at a moment. I always say that. Like, we of we the right now. You know, if Luca missed that shot, people wouldn't be saying that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's not against Luca because Luca's like that. But not, not, not top three yet. I don't think he top three yet in the league. I, hey. I don't know, bro. He might be. I don't know. I don't know. So, 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 so top three. What, what, what's he, your top it's three? not like he just did it in the regular season. He's doing this joint. Oh, he been, been. So who you ah, so top three? So it's Bron, KD, and Luca. That's what y'all saying. Okay. So my thing is, my thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take out KD just for the simple fact that he's not playing right now. That's the only reason I'm taking KD and Steph. They're not in that. So. If if you if KD's playing, I'm KD one A one B. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I got, I would say bronze. Exactly. Luca. <laughs> oh my god. Dog, like, hey dog. Luca might be the only. LeBron might be the only player I take over Luca. Dog. He's that cold. So, 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 just forget the last, the last three MVPs, huh? Just forget them, huh? Slim was getting busy in in in, in uh, Euroleague. He was winning MVPs. I, and I, I, I'm well aware of this. I'm well aware of this, but I don't know if I'm a, I'm gonna put up top three in the NBA. Like, I, I think I gotta see. I think I gotta see more. I mean, I know what he's doing, but I feel like he got to do it for a longer period of time. I think we can't just surpass. Giannis probably about to be back to back MVP. James right. Harden, James Harden been averaging. They said if he averaged zero his last eight games, he's still gonna be over thirty points. Like we, I think we forget about these. I think we forget about these guys because like we thinking about like that shot. And what uh, so okay, so here's my knock on James Harden, and that's 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 great. I, I'm glad you met, brought that up. I, my knock on James Harden is that he gets to moments, man, and it's like one or two plays. He gets to these moments in the playoffs. There's uh-huh. one or two moments. One or two plays that he needs to make that get them over to the mm-hmm. Saw him game CP, um, Houston Rockets. If you're the best player in the world, I think that's a game that you you show that. You you know what I'm saying? They on the ropes and you. That's the first. Now this series, I've been watching this game, game by game. The way he came out in game one, I thought was tremendous. Game two, he never. And then so when Chris Paul. Made a statement of saying, "All right, bro, I see, man." Uh, when Chris Paul made the statement about, uh, you know, I got to do better. I think that's my your time. Chris Paul said a statement after they lost. He said, "I just got to play better." That's your time. You got to put your foot on his throat. At the end of the game, he gave away. And James Harden had multiple t- opportunities to win the game. Now he's back in the dog fight. As great as he is at score, great as he is as an individual talent offensively, probably the best offensive player one on one in history of the game. I still don't think that it's crazy. Sound, I don't think that James is the piece that can get you over. I think Luca that can get you over. But why do you think Luca? When Luca ain't even been this is his first playoffs. Luca been playing it yearly. Nah, but it ain't the same though. But I'm just saying he he won in Euroleague and was the MVP in Euroleague. And of course. Won the title. But if we talking about James Harden, if James Harden played over there, he probably would have won the MVP and won it over there too. Absolutely. So I, that's why that's my argument. I feel like I gotta see more Luca. Like he gotta get to that second and third round and see see if he doing the same thing type of. You know, I feel like he will, but I gotta see it. You know, 
He the I, only player I've seen where Kawhi Leonard has switched off. He has no. He can't like, do. I can't do nothing with him. He's like uh, uh, switch. He talking loud and everything on the switch. <laughs> Yeah, Slim is the, he a different breed, man. I, but I get where you're coming from. You want to see him do it over more time, and, and that's and that's understandable. Um, I think that yeah, we are a creature of of the moment, and we stay in the moment. I still think this kid he, he's unique. He's so unique that he can. He got 43, 17, and sixteen. That's another thing that like forty three, seventeen, sixteen against the best of one of the two all first team defensive. Players. I mean, damn. I mean, the league, this is why you can have this conversation all day. The league is crazy, so, Like, you got to understand, Dane was just averaging 50. Like, yeah. yeah, Dane was averaging 50. And then you got, like, Jamal Murray and, and Donovan Mitchell. They going crazy. Like, that's why you can have this conversation all day because there's so many good players, man. It's crazy. Who would you take, Dane or Luka? I'm going to take Luka just off the strength that he bigger and he's – He's going to get more people involved, and he can still score the same way. But I don't know. It's like I might throw them in a hat, shake the hat up. And, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. All right, man. Appreciate you, man. Hey, it was great having you on. My man Tay, I think something happened with his phone. He, uh, you know, he had to get out of here. But he left, he left early the same way he left early in college. That's what he did. <laughs> And I wanted to talk to him about the one-on-one, you know, summer tour, man. He probably, he, probably, he probably knew that was coming. That's why he probably <laughs> You know, he played against a bully. That's what happened. You know, Jeff was not trying to lose by any stretch of the word, by any necessary. They don't understand. That's not basketball. That's two different uh, lanes. Free ball, and, free ball and regular basketball are not the same thing. No, not at all. Not playing, at all. In phone, playing in the phone booth, man. Why you don't go out there and, 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 and eat some bread up? That's easy work for you. I ain't fooling with it, man. <laughs> hey, I'll I, I be tuned in, though, just like free. I'll I be saying free. I'll I be tuned in. <laughs> right. I'll be watching all of them. Like, checking in. I'll be, like, be amazed that all these people don't forget that, you know, just don't remember that COVID is around, you know. <laughs> I ain't worried, ain't worried about that. They, they want that street cred. Little Mike on deck today, ain't he free? Yep. On deck, back. Yeah. On back. Yeah, Mike got to get a win. God damn, Mike yeah. got to get a win. If, if he lose, it, it, he really got to hang him up. It's just, yeah, he got to sit down. It's time. It's time. It's time. And that's no disrespect. You a hell of a ball player. Come on, man. You know, you got to win today. Got to win today. <laughs> got to win. <laughs> but yeah, man, Ayo, appreciate you, bro. And and, and with, what you got going on with your brand and everything. Much love to you. Much support. We, you know, we support you. And uh, anything we can do to help, let us know. You know? Appreciate you coming on. You know, he's our first, you and John, our first episode of Rivalry Series. So we appreciate y'all, boys, man. All right. Won't be on the next episode. All right. All right. Dog talk.